With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yo, yo, yo! It's breakfast and football. Hmm. And that calls for some breakfast stouts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. It's episode 91. Done. Drunk on Broad on the, on the Belly Up Network. Episode 91. What a way we've come. But, Don, I was thinking this when the intro was playing. So we're using the Flyers audio from what, like 1948? Yep. Is that guy? Are we using the dead man's audio? Yeah, I think so. Oh man, we got that's we yeah. got to we got to figure something uh, out. That's uh, dooming, bro. With, with a lot of the 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 new Phillies highlights that have been coming out with all the monumental moments along this run, yeah, it it gave me some pause to say we got to there, there's some new additions that we got to add. We got to put an Embiid highlight in the Sixers part. We got to throw some Bryce Harper stuff in the Phillies part. Definitely. And then. We're on this magical run with the with the birds, right? The birds are undefeated, healthy, going into this matchup with the Steelers. Yes, sir. How about them Sixers, so, huh? They finally got a win. 
Can I ask you a question? Are you watching them? Ish. Because I, 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 I'm not watching. And it's not the oh. fact that I don't like the Sixers. the fact that I hate every single piece that they brought in. I like last year's team way better. We could talk about this on a different show, but I'm just letting okay. you know. I like last I like last year's team way better. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying I'm I'm trying to stay attuned to it. Um, but they're on the iPad while the Phillies are on the on the TV. Gotcha. Did you see so Cameron like, Cameron's video to Ben Simmons? No. Oh, I'm gonna send that to you because Cameron's not happy. Killer Cam is not uh, happy. Kill a cam went in for about a minute, and I was like, "Ooh!" And it's funny that everybody thought Philly was bad. I'm like, "You got rappers like clapping at Ben Simmons," and I'm yeah. gonna send that to you off the show because oh. it's absolutely fantastic. Well, I'm like, "Damn, Cameron went in!" And the and the little clip of you know, and Kyrie is what he is, but the little clip of Kyrie yelling at him to shoot. Oh yeah, I, I hate it, that whole thing. It, it's just it's good to know that what we saw is what we saw and not something that we didn't see. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. You, you go back to 11 and 25, right? You go back to both of those guys. Everybody's right. like, oh, well, Philly did this to them. No, there's two guys who refuse to evolve their game, and this is what you get. Perennial mediocre, mediocreness. There, there's a 30 for 30 for you. Anybody out there with any production quality of any kind, and me and John want to be the narrators. I got, I got a title for you. The False Messiahs. I've been thinking Don, on you this just, one. Don, you just gave me goosebumps, dude. I've been oh. thinking on this one because those two were supposed to be it. I'm going to reach I'm going to reach out to it, a guy I know who works for ESPN. Actually, he might not Ooh. work there anymore, but he might work somewhere else. Uh, okay. He does do sports. Um, and I'm going to talk to him and be like, yo, we have an idea. I got to get Bill on the show, too, because Bill's a good guy. But he's out. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So I'm going to hit him up, see if, see if Bill wants to talk Philly sports. He always used got, to refer to by uh, Neil Butchergrass's Billy from Philly when he was doing oh, nice. the uh, camera work. Yeah, Bill, Bill's a good guy. Bill's a good guy. And, I, and, Rich, I got the tagline, too. What? They were supposed to be it, but they weren't shit. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That's perfect Philly. Oh, oh my, my god. god, dude! I'm so I'm excited for the game today, man. It was weird, you know. We had technical difficulties during the week. AKA Don destroyed his internet. Apparently, a cat like pulled a string or something, set the whole house ablaze. Don just <laughs> rebuilt the whole house overnight. <laughs> AKA my electrician got the fire scored. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, and then it took two days for the fires to figure out what was wrong. Dude, dude, so, you gotta love when you're like connected. I don't know what this is. Snip. Oh, shit, man. My Wi-Fi's gone. Mmm. Shouldn't have done that. And my cable, Rich. Wi-Fi and cable. I had no TV. I had no TV, so, like, and no internet. So, the, nothing worked. Oh, the cable God. didn't work. The fire stick didn't work. The iPad didn't work. The phone, my my house must be a black hole for internet connections because I had, like, the LTE one bar. It was it was just a trick. I could so, to send you the text messages, Rich. I was literally hanging my phone out the window. That's hilarious. So bad. on this on this week's episode of Breaking Amish, it's going to be featuring the Conaways and how they have no electricity for two days. Watching a bunch of modern people scramble. It should be a oh. TV show. Can you survive? Wow. Without. Rich, we're, full of, we're full of ideas. Sunday mornings are good to us. Sunday mornings are good. You know, you're up. You're excited. The Eagles are playing soon. You have some early morning crap, crap football 
on right now that I'm constantly gazing yeah. over to yeah. on my phone just for fantasy implications. I need them to free Travis Etienne. It makes me laugh because Doug Peterson decides on the one yard line to run a rollout, and then Trevor Lawrence throws it right into the defender's hands. It's good football, and Russell Wilson unlimited is I don't know, man. He's just atrocious. It's so but we get to, we get to look forward to our birds playing against the Steelers. Like how awesome. How I mean, this is this is the battle of uh, of ninety five, right? It was it ninety five, seventy six, forty two, forty two two, battle of the turnpike, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know if there's a, a clear road that leads <laughs> leads out to Pittsburgh. You can take the PA turnpike all the way straight across and drive for six hours. I've done it. It's not fun. Oh God, that it's, sucks. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, but that being said, the the matchup in this case, yeah. Rich. Leans he- leans heavy for the birds. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, I had you know we're going to talk fantasy later, but you know I had my fantasy uh, rosters looking at them on Thursday, and I'm like, I had George Pickens sitting there who I really like, and then I had Rashad Bateman. Shout out to Rashad Bateman getting me a goose egg, playing two snaps, and then never coming back. So that was that would hurt that hurt a lot. And it's yeah. like looking looking like just like I don't know if it's being biased. As, I know he's going to put up numbers. He's going to do what he does. But this defense is playing on all cylinders. I just, really well. I think Pittsburgh is going to have a really hard time moving the ball. So I don't want to be the guy who goes, I'm going to throw in George Pickens and get a goose egg. I mean, Rashad Bateman already took care of that for me, so it really doesn't matter. But I look at, like you said, you look at the matchups and you look at their offensive line versus our defensive line now with who is going to be playing a series of a few series. From what I was reading, they have some packages. From what I've heard, like 10, 10 to 15 plays, packages where he can just get in, just rush rush the passer, which is what he does well. That's what right. we all think we want him to do. <laughs> right. Add, add that speed guy off the edge. Right. So you're basically talking about a scenario where it's him and Josh Sweat on one side, and it's Reddick and BG on the other. And those guys can just crash the head. Right? You, you can put any combination of all those guys on the field, and they can crash the quarterback. And you know, really put a young, you know, a young quarterback, Kenny Pickens, right in in the middle of the crosshairs, yep. right, and all that pressure on the edge is going to create opportunities for the guys in the middle. You know, guys like Jordan Davis, guys like Fletcher Cox, those guys are going to have. You can't just like Rich, just like we talk about with all the wide receivers, right? You you can't one on one. You're not double teaming. You're not double teaming anybody on this on this defensive line. So. With Robert Quinn, like you're going to have to pick your poison. You're going to see what a lot of teams' offensive lines are made of because you're not going to be able – when they go five-down linemen, right. it's it's going to be one-on-one. And, I mean, obviously it's going to be one-on-one. But you have four-down linemen. Who are you going to pick to double-team? Because you're going to double-team – okay, I'm double-teaming Quinn. Good luck trying to stop Jordan Davis one-on-one. Good luck trying to stop – I'm rolling my eyes. Javon Hargrave. I'm rolling my eyes and good luck trying to stop Fletcher Cox. But then you still got (laughs) BG, you still got Josh Sweat, you still got Hassan Reddick coming off the edge. Like it just adds so much more that depth. It it makes that line do the depth, but it makes it more dynamic. And that's and that's what you want to see. You want to see that dynamic. You want to bring back that edge rush. You look at Robert Quinn. All right, he only has one sack. He's been double teamed 50 times this year because there's no Khalil Mack behind him. Yeah, so with and that's, Khalil, that's with Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn was just eating double teams all day because who else do they have to stop on that defense? No one. Nobody. Nobody. So he's he's going to come here and not they're not. You might be able to double team him, but then you're going to. You, anytime you double team one guy, you're leaving 
yeah. three other guys on that can be impactful, right? And that's going to only create other, you know, more space on the second level with guys like Kazir White and TJ Edwards, right? We talked about Hassan Reddick, right? And then on the back end, right, you match up Bradbury, you know, CJ, GJ, Darius Slay, and Marcus Epps, and you put them, and they're going to go against the Steelers, a young Steelers wide receiver group. Yeah. Right. But Deontay Johnson, you know, Claypool and Pickens and Pat Fryman, they're, they're young. They're, they're a team that could be good in two to three years, but I don't think the, the matchup right now, right. That seems like they're building like a young nucleus for like a couple of years from now. Exactly. So right now, but their offensive line is still dog shit. It's just the one thing that they, it's the one thing they haven't addressed. And it's, it's the same thing. It's like, I don't know if it's like the media or it's sports, like all these quarterbacks who come out and it goes, Oh, this guy's the next and he's going to go number one. Okay, great. You have this quarterback who goes number one or in the first round to a dog shit team. And what happens? These guys aren't good until maybe their second contract. They don't have anybody protecting them. Like, Burrow is doing everything I feel like on his own, and now he's out chase. But that offensive line that he had, that he has this year, they signed three guys who can't be healthy, who can't play. So this guy's relying on instinct to play. Kenny Pickett is not Joe uh, Joe Burrow. Kenny Pickett isn't Trevor Lawrence. Kenny Pickett isn't, I don't know, throw out another rookie. He's not what Justin Herbert was. Correct. Yeah, 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 true. So he's like not the world on fire, and he's a guy who's going to dink and dunk you, which is completely completely okay by the Steelers' playbook. Because let's be real, what else do they have? They, yeah, they Najee they Harris don't have any other options. Najee Harris can't even get out of his own way, right? So Chase Claypool may be traded at the trade deadline. So knock off a wide receiver out of out of his arsenal, which is still fine because you still have Deontay Johnson, you still have George Pickens and Fryer Muth. But then Deontay right. Johnson in two years doesn't have a contract, so. Steelers are always good at hitting and finding wide receivers, but I don't see them being relevant for a good three years. Their defense is good when all those guys can stay healthy, but they have no offensive line. They need to right. start investing some some money and some some draft capital into offensive line. Right, they're they're really feeling that that loss, yeah. TJ Watt, and like you still have guys that can make plays. Right, Miles Jack is a guy who in Jacksonville made plays. You got oh, Fitzpatrick on the background, yeah, right. But those two guys alone, there's, they're, they're, they're the they're the spotlight when you need the entire sun. Like you don't have the depth on that defense to be, especially when you talk about trying to to match up with the Eagles wide receiver group, right? When you, when you yeah. talk about matching up with guys like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins and Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders. And like the, the key to this game is the fact that they're coming off this by really healthy, right? They're getting Lane, Lane Johnson's back. Jordan Mailata's back, right? That yep. line is back intact. They're really, I think this is going to be an opportunity for them to really kind of just flex a lot on this team. Cause Pittsburgh seems to me like a team that is just doesn't know doesn't know how to get out of their own way. And you know what? It comes down to like I love Mike Tomlin as a coach. I think he's a great coach. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. But here's the thing: it shows you how much even the shell of himself Ben 
Ben Roethlisberger, right? The shell of himself, Ben Roethlisberger, got this team to a winning record. Is it – you? it's quarterback play, man. In this league, it's driven by quarterback play. If you don't have a quarterback who can either manage the, manage the game or throw his wide receivers open, whether it be three yards down the field, you're going to struggle. Kenny Pickett, not the guy this year. Maybe in no, a few years. They spent $10 fucking million on Mitch Trubisky to suck it up. Mitch Trubisky, I don't understand how he even got the hype coming from Buffalo. Oh, Mitch Trubisky just needs a, to go somewhere else, and he's going to be fantastic. No, he's not. He's Mitch Trubisky. The dude stinks. He played one year of college ball, played three years with the Bears, couldn't figure out. Even his footwork is absolutely terrible. And then you give him three gosh darn weapons, four gosh darn weapons, in Fryermuth, Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and then you add in Najee, who's a big motherfucker. Right. And he can't do anything with those guys. And Pickett is the same thing. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. If you have half half a sense of mind and half an arm, you should be able to get throw these guys open. And you see Deontay Johnson becoming more frustrated and frustrated because he's one of the best route runners in football, and not, his quarterbacks can't get him the ball. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Listen, nothing that you're saying like you're 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 spot on with that, man. It's the the only thing that I feel the Eagles need to do today is rush the passer and play zone because yeah. I think Kenny Pickett will literally die with his own defense because then he's going to have to read his defenses. Yeah, you're right. So Don, listen, I'm, I'm going to be right back. Sure. So you just talk for a second. I'm going to go give no, Ali a and I'll be right back. All right. So listen, as far as like the Eagles game goes, right. We're looking at like, if we're, if I'm looking at, I put out our, our Eagles game day poll. Right. And you know, looking at the keys to victory. Right. And when you think about like right now, right, we put out establish the run, Hurts extending a play, getting turnovers and, you know, putting the press on Pickens. Right. On on Kenny Pickett. Right. Getting the turnovers is in the lead. Right. With 43 percent. But that to me, those two kind of go, you know, hand in hand. Right. Getting pressure on Kenny Pickett is really important. But getting those turnovers, right, and really kind of flipping the field and putting the putting yeah. the flex on Pittsburgh, that's going to be a place where they're really going to need to shine. In and, order- and it's what the Eagles have been doing all year. The Eagles have been doing that all year. They're creating right. pressure. They're, they're getting turnovers. Like, if Kenny Pickett doesn't throw three picks today, I would be kind of sad because I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to see a guy who's going to get flushed out of the pocket. He's going to attempt to run. And you get these young quarterbacks – you get them frazzled. You get them not able to secure their feet, you, and they make mistakes. It, you see it all the time. Force Pickett to be uncomfortable with this defensive line, with the addition of Robert Quinn. I don't care if it's 10 plays. If you give this guy nine plays, he's going to be disruptive because it just makes that defensive line better. Then you have our linebackers with all that speed and all that athleticism. Friar Muth should have a decent game just because I guarantee that Gannon's going to F that up and put Reddick on him because it's just Gannon. I still, I'm still not over. I still don't like Gannon. I still, the things I, I see from him, I, I just don't <laughs> like. But you force this guy to be uncomfortable. You force him to throw into, in, into double coverage. You're going to, you're going to force him to throw into the zone, which is going to help the Eagles because you, 
you have to make Pickett think. And I don't think that a young rookie quarterback with as little experience under his belt as possible is ready yeah. to face a defense like this. No, this and, is- and Rich, who, who would have ever thought that an undefeated Eagles team playing their seventh game would be the, the primer, the warm-up to a, a different event in South Philly, right? It's almost like the, the, the Eagles game today is the lead-up, it's the pregame into, you know, what's happening, you know, for the yeah. next three nights at Citizens Bank, right? But So I think the crowd is going to be a huge factor. I think they're going to be antsy and ready for something – something special to, to just kind of take place. I'm, if I'm looking at a prediction for this week, yeah, I, it, I'm, I'm going to go like 30, 35, 14. I'm going 30. Neighborhood. I'm going 33, 12. Straight field goals. Okay. 33, 12. Only, only Straight field. Field. Okay. And I, I just think what's, it's going to be too tough. I just well, don't, what's, I just, what's up? No, no, no. Well, I was going to say, what's the key? But go ahead. Oh, the key to the game is just it's going to be that defense play. I I think Kenny Pickett is going to – like I'm saying, I'm calling it three picks from Kenny Pickett. Um, I think the key play to the game is just the dominance of the defensive line I and, and then the turnovers that are going to be created. I don't think that it's going to be like – I want to say like, oh, Jalen Hurts is going to do two touchdowns here and two touchdowns here, and A.J. Brown's going to have a huge game. I just think it's going to be – a few, one or two defensive touchdowns, and then the Eagles are just going to control the game. Miles Sanders is going to run for a buck and have one. Gainwell most likely has one. I don't think it's going to be an onslaught of passing. I think it's going to be one of those games where they get up early in the first quarter like we've been. But I'm not saying, like, up, like, seven. I'm saying 21 in the first because Pickett's going to make some mistakes. And then it's just going to be one of those coasts, get in the field goal position, and okay. 33-12. And we're just going to make Pickett throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball until his arm falls off, which it probably will. <laughs> Listen, Rich, I, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I'm going to go back to a prediction I made earlier. Right, I'm going to say that there's 200-yard receivers. Not sure who, but I'm going to say two guys get over get over 100 yards. And I would like to see Quez more involved a little bit. I'd like to see like a nice fly route from Quez. If not – Give me that maybe, fly route from 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 AJ Brown. Maybe something akin to the the play they had against San Francisco, where it's the yeah, you know, they had like a ninety. Okay, I like that. I'm down like for it cool. all, Rich. Remember the Joe Flacco? What was it? Seventy eight yard touchdown pass to Quez, and we thought it was a bomb, but he. he <laughs> I was like, because I wasn't watching. I'm like, oh my god, Joe Flacco threw a seventy eight yard touchdown pass, and you're like, bro, it's three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Quez just made everybody miss. I was like. Oh, all right. I, I, cool, I man. Have been more excited. He was ordering his Joe Flacco Eagles jersey. Oh, dude, he was just ready to throw it on. Talk about Joe Flacco. The Jets miss him under center. Zach Wilson's making everybody irrelevant. Oh, man. turning into our fantasy. Turning into our fantasy right. segment. There we, here go. we go. Speaking of that, here's our, our fantasy segment brought to our friends over at Losing Sucks. Losing Sucks. Yeah, Drunk on Broad, week eight is here, many men, that is the theme of the beginning of this segment today, 
down go some very important men, some some and very important stars to your lineup. Brees Hall at the top of the list is gone for the season. Mike Williams three to four weeks at least. DK Metcalf three to four weeks at least. Just in today, Zeke Elliott could miss some time with a sprained MCL. In steps Tony Pollard. It is brutal out here. Many men have fallen in week seven, but we are on to week eight. On a more positive note, what did we see in week seven? We had some huge performances. Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler went nuts again for you. Jamar Chase goes number one overall at the wide receiver position. He is the number one receiver over the last three weeks. That is what you paid for. We were waiting for that for the first month. All of the Bengals actually had huge days. Boyd, Higgins was peppered with volume. Uh, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, everybody balled out. Juju makes it back-to-back top eight weeks. That's great value in the fifth or sixth round to get a a guy who can give you two weeks in a row top ten. That's what we hope for for Juju. We projected 1,200 yards, maybe eight to ten touchdowns. He's back on pace. Looking ahead to week eight, we get some great teams coming back off the bye. Y'all's Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills. Healthy weapons galore returning to lineups. We love to see it. Travis Etienne will be a top 10 weekly play now with J-Rob in New York. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. The Gus Bus, Gus Edwards, should be a weekly RB2 for the next month until Dobbins is back. Edwards looked really good. It's a tough matchup this week against that Tampa Rundy, but you're putting him out there, top 24 guy. And everyone for the 49ers looks like a very comfortable start. This offense is going to be really fun. Jimmy, Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. I am confident in every single one of them beyond just a matchup-based play. If if you don't have a really solid option at those positions, whether it's Jimmy at quarterback or Ayuk as a wide receiver too, they're going to give you those numbers. Jimmy, I think over the last three weeks, is a top 10 quarterback. So uh, we're loving what we're seeing out of the Bay Area. I'm going to get into a few sell highs and buy lows. I'll give you three each before we wrap this up. First sell high, David Montgomery. He got in the end zone, keeping his sell value high enough against the Patriots, but anybody who watched that game saw Khalil Herbert look a lot better than David Montgomery. That's been a trend now. Every time Herbert's on the field, he looks more explosive, and I think they start to give him the ball more and more as the season goes on. Najee Harris, if you can move Najee on draft capital and name alone, I would do it. This is not going to turn around for Najee. We have been out on him all year. I have been hopeful that it would turn around. I just don't see it happening. Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert, those are two guys that I would move Najee for right now. And you can probably get a small piece with either one of those guys just because of the name of Najee um, coming from the draft. Jacoby Myers is a top 12 wide receiver over the last three weeks. If anybody is valuing him close to that, I would test the waters and see, can you get somebody like Mike Evans or Godwin for Myers in a small piece? Let's upgrade when we can, when these guys are hot. I like Myers. He gets good volume. He's not in the category of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin type players. Maybe Chris uh, Chris Olave is another piece that you could try to steal for Jacoby Myers. Similar volume, similar type role, but Chris Olave is going to be more productive for you in that offense. Um, finally, a few by lows. Tyler Lockett, if at all possible, it's going to get harder as the week goes on. So as soon as you see this, try to go get Lockett. Um, he's had good volume, good rapport with Geno Smith. 
The volume's about to be very, very nice with DK Metcalf gone for a month. I think Tyler Lockett is going to be a lock and loaded top 15 guy in all PPR formats. Mike Evans, who I just mentioned here a minute ago, um, owners are going to be frustrated a little bit with Mike Evans. Maybe they're patient if they've got some experience, but new owners, guys that uh, particularly are two and five or three and four, and they're frustrated with Mike Evans. Maybe they have all their running backs on by. It's worth looking at. Um, he has not had 100 yards or a touchdown in any of the last three weeks. He should have had over 150 and a touchdown last week, had a huge drop. Uh, try to buy Mike Evans. I'm going to be going out tonight and trying to get Evans anywhere I can. Finally, Darren Waller, if you have anybody you can stream, there are a few uh, streamable tight ends over the next week or two. Waller might be back this week, so uh, keep an eye on Waller. I would try to get him for cheap. He is elite when he is on the field. He's a top three or four option every week. And again, those owners that have Waller are probably tired of waiting on him. Maybe they can't afford to wait. And he could be announced tomorrow or Friday that he's ready to go again and then it's too late so try to make an offer for Mike Evans and Darren Waller good luck in week eight I can't say good luck to the Phillies because I'm born and raised in Houston but I hope for a good series and uh, we'll check back in next week again losing sucks don't do it oh much respect to those guys the many men yeah it hit because you know what dude it sucked I have Brees Hall pretty much all over. Killed me. Yeah. I have Brees Hall and Jamar Chase on one team, and I just started making my comeback from last place. I was 0-5, riding a two-game win streak. Those guys were carrying me out. But yeah, love the names that he mentioned with ETN, because I have ETN to fill right. in for Brees Hall. I have, uh, what do I call it, Raheem Mostert, who I picked up, who could fill in. Yeah. It's tough out there, man. And then I lost Mike Williams in a league. I just traded Najee for Mike Williams. And Mike Williams goes off for 20, and I lose him for four weeks. So I had to make a trade. I traded Aaron Jones and Cortland Sutton to my boy Pipes, and I wound up getting back uh, Wondell Robinson, Antonio Gibson, uh, Cordaro Patterson, because he comes back next week. And I forget the last wide receiver piece that I got back. But I had to do a four for two. Wasn't really looking forward to get rid of Aaron Jones. But, you know, you got to sell when you can and, and just I'm, – I'm trying to stay afloat, you know. I'm trying to make it. Yeah. It's, it's just so hard out there, man. It's been such a weird year because offenses haven't been scoring. Like, you're watching this Broncos and you're watching this Jaguars game, 14-10. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, the, pounding. The, the quality of play right. on the Thursday night games and these games that are over – Thursday Europe, night games are – they need, so, just need to it's stop. It's so bad. And we talked about the flex, right, the, to be able to flex those games throughout the season, like maybe plan the first six weeks out. And then from there on, right, pick a game. Like if that is the game, if that is one of your standalone nights that you are putting one game on and the quality of plays, I think the quality of play across the NFL, right, there seems like there's a bunch of good teams at the top and then a lot of crap. Like there's not there, – there's a lot of like – mediocre to bad teams like dude there's four i can count four good teams in the nfl the bills the eagles the whatchamacallit the chiefs and maybe minnesota yeah that's it it's so tough because there's no like dallas i I love on dallas fans oh we destroyed the lions 
the Lions didn't have Amon Ross St. Brown after the first play or DeAndre Swift. Like yeah. they, you don't understand what you're missing when you're missing your two best, best offensive weapons. And Detroit shot themselves in the foot last week. I think like two turnovers yeah. on like good. the yard line. Jamal Williams just runs straight, gets the ball punched out. Like it's such a fucking weird year. And with fantasy, yeah. it's just becoming so tough because who knew the rookies wide receivers would be taking over? And yeah. Like I love the fact that Kadarius Tony got traded to the Chiefs. Because I think that's going to be good for him. It's the closest thing to Tyreek Hill that you can get. Like, I'm not saying he is Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have the same body size. He doesn't have the same abilities. But how they used him in Florida on those gadget right. plays where he just got right. chunks, like, that's what you need. And I think that's what they were missing. Because And, it was, and if, there's, if there's any guy that can, can turn that player around, right? Andy Reid has had a, a huge – he's got a huge track record of being able to take those guys, figure out what they do well. And just put that dude in space. Exactly. Like you could go watch a handful of his plays from Florida, right? Yeah. He's not, he's not a precise route runner by any nah. stretch. But if you get him in space, he's elusive and he's fast. Yeah. So, and it only so helps them for their playoff stretch. Correct. And you so, don't trade a three and a six to a, to a team if you're not going to utilize the guy. Like a correct. three is, is high. Yes, he's that's a former first right. pick, but that's two picks that you traded for a guy. That's a that's a day going to design right? That guy is gonna if you draft a guy, that guy's gonna make your roster. Yeah. So, but like, like, like Rich and I got burned, right? I had like in our gold Mike league, right? I had Connor who's out, Dobbins yeah. who's on IR, Landry who was out, da- Jahan Dotson was out. That's my whole bench. I had nobody. <laughs> I was like, oh. Who can I? Oh no, I can't sub. No, nobody, nobody, nobody. I can't move anybody right now. Um, yeah. But like, it, it's really slim pickings, right? When I got a, when I got to slide Donovan People Jones into, into one of the flex spots, right? I, I know I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel to fill out the roster. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much everywhere where you're looking. Like this is why I try to tell people it's like, oh, it's all great. Like my draft was insane because in my one league, I had three third round picks. None of those third round picks are even on my team anymore. Like I don't have yeah, Alan Robinson anymore. I don't have DJ Moore. I don't have Kyle Pitts. Like I traded them all away. Like yeah. it's you don't win at the draft. You win at making moves. Like yes, my team is in last place in that league, but it's just unfortunate that I had the fifth highest points in the league and I'm in tenth place. Like what what can you do? You know, it's my guys are just underperforming. You acquire a bunch of guys, they get hurt. There's nothing you can do. So you kind of have to adjust midseason. That's why I always tell everybody, like, okay, you can draft a team and not make any moves, but once it gets harder and later in the season where you're like, oh, I'm not going to drop these guys for this guy because I'm going to hold on, and then guys start getting hurt, and then you're like, oh, shit. Then there's nobody left to pick up. Yeah. And that's and that's yeah. what you find that's so hard. But you can't shorten benches in fantasy football because then you're going to be dropping good players to pick up waiver wire guys because – it's like, oh, this guy didn't perform this week, but I want to grab this guy because this guy got hurt. Well, who am I going to drop? One of my better players? No. Is there ways to adapt the game? Yeah. Like, I'm very big on – I'm still fighting for it. I fight for it every year. I'm done with tight ends. I think tight ends in in fantasy football are fucking useless. And people go, oh, we'll make it a, yeah. a, a tight end standard. Give them an extra point per reception. I'm like, why? So Travis Kelsey can be that much better? I'm like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. What I would like to yeah. see from certain fantasy outlets, from Yahoo or ESPN or Sleeper, 
is make it a team tight end. You can draft a team tight end. So this way, okay, I want to draft Baltimore's tight end room in the sixth round. So you just you start it like you start like Baltimore's defense. You start Baltimore's tight ends because this way, that weird guy, like Mark Mark Andrews is at. Great, Isaiah likely goes off for seven eighty and a touchdown. No one's starting Isaiah likely, and still probably no one's going to start him if Mark Andrews misses time. Or how about when you have Kyle Pitts and the dude La Tutuafu? catches two touchdown passes right. from the one-yard line. It's like make it better for the people who – you want to score points in fantasy football. No one wants to look and see, oh, great, we're only uh, – we only got one point, like, out of my tight end spot. Or I only got one point out of this. Like, I don't play fantasy football to, to have my games be 70 to 69. Like, that's boring. Like, I want to see points. You see that in our dynasty league, Don. You're absolutely destroying it. Like, that trade for Alvin Kamara, me and you for my draft picks back – you got Eckler and Kamara, and look how fantastic, you know, yeah, those Yeah, I, I couldn't ask for more from that. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I knew what, what it was going in. My team, I made stupid trades early because that's what I do. It's, I, it's the fun part to me. I, I'm not, I can't sit on my hands and wait because I don't yeah, like that. Like, I like, all right, let me shake it off. Like, I traded Justin Jefferson. I traded Jamar Chase. <laughs> right. It, it just happens, man. Like, you yeah. just kind of – but I also have a big philosophy of, all right, you got to spread it out because I have too much invested in this guy. And then my big money teams are suffering because let's be real. Travis Etienne, did he get a touchdown? Yeah, Travis Etienne's yeah. in. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Fantasy, fantasy points right there. But you there have you to make moves. And I think that's the fun part of fantasy. That's why I like doing like some leagues that are like close to no money to some leagues that are close to big money because it's, gotcha. it's fun. I just I like testing the waters and seeing what people will trade for. Some of my leagues, people don't trade anything, which is kind of annoying because I look at the rosters. I'm like, three of my bench guys are better than four of your starters. Why won't you trade with me? And it's just like, well, I don't like the deal that you're making. Or people always when they when people go to trade with me because I'm so involved and I read a lot and I look and I see the trends and I listen to all the shows like that are out there, watch the losing suck stuff and see what's going on. Guys go, oh, well, if Rich likes this guy, then that means he's going to go off, so I'm not going to trade him. And I'm like, well, no. I'm like, I see your needs are at running back, and I need a wide receiver, so let me trade you this running back and wide receiver for this for this wide receiver. I'm trying to make it e- equal for you. And they're like, oh, no, no, you're up to something. And it's just like, that's why my one team name was always up to something. <laughs> okay, I like something. it. And – it's like, yeah, you have to be constantly looking forward. Like, yeah. I try to do a trade with a guy to get pieces to try to move it to another guy because I know these two guys are never going to propose trades to each other. And then you try to do a, then you try to do a trade with Nick, and the guy never fucking answers back. <laughs> Nick, Nick is the habitual, like he, put, he gives you the Casper treatment. He he's constantly he'll throw a guy on the trade block, and I'm like, yo, dude, I'm interested. What do you want? I'm like. You tell me. I'm like, I have this guy, this guy, and this guy. I'm willing to offer. All right, let me take a look at it. Four days later, nothing. And then he goes, nobody wants to trade with me. I'm like, Nick, nobody wants to trade with you because you legit never answer. And then he'll try to like, all right, I'll give you these two guys for this guy. I'm like, well, that's absolute dog shit, and I don't want to do that. I'm like, I'd rather do this one. He goes, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do that. Like we had pending for a while. It was I wanted to give him Cortland Sutton for Ramondre Stevenson. And he's like, oh, let me think about it. I'm like, I'll give you – I told him, I'm like, I'll give you Aaron Jones and Cortland Sutton for Stevenson and Gabe Davis. 
And he's like, just waiting. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Let me move on. Let me see what Pipes wants to do. Because I like Wandell Robinson. I think he was a great winner of that Kadarius Tony trade. Because now you're not waiting in the wings to see if Kadarius Tony is going to come back and take right. and take snaps from him. Now it's just Wandell Robinson. Yeah, right. So even if he gets me only 10 points a week, hey, it's still better than what honestly that, Courtney's doing right now. True. Fucking Courtney Sutton's not doing shit. Fucking fuck yeah. Denver. And everybody that we thought on Denver that would have had, you know, monster seasons with Russell Wilson, you know, never, never would I, we, we thought the exact opposite would have happened, right? The, the guys yeah. in Denver thrive with Russell Wilson and the guys in Seattle drop off because, because of Geno Smith and the exact opposite happened. The guys in Seattle yeah. are doing great with, with Geno Smith and Russell Wilson looks every, every bit of like he should have retired. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching this game, and I'm seeing bad throw after bad throw. Oh, wow, he just actually completed a good pass to Hamler, which is crazy. But I would love to see, which is just as a football fan, I would love to see Jerry Judy free. I would love to see some of these guys go elsewhere. Because I really don't think Russell Wilson is going to lead them to a title ever. Imagine if Herbert's weapons were healthy. They have wow. zero starting right. wide receivers healthy. Like they're calling up Jason Moore from the practice squad, man. Like, hey, man, you're in this. Week. Well, like, and, you know, insane how Justin Herbert, but he's Justin Herbert still putting up 20 yeah. points a week. He's just not giving you those 35, 40 that you you would expect because he has zero weapons. Right, and now you got like Malik Willis is now going to start in Tennessee. And how like, much does there, that? There's take, just, there's... How much does that take away from Derrick Henry? Correct. Right, because he's or do, a they, do they do they lean on Derrick Henry, or do they let Malik Willis throw? Like, do they see what they have in him? Who knows? Like that, there's so there's so much up in the air this season. So much that traditionally would not have been up in the air. But I agree, uh, and that's Rich, that kills you, Don. Who are you does. looking at before we leave? Who are you looking at um, as your late your your second half sleeper for this year? Who do you Ooh. think? Been kind of quiet, but it's it's going to go off. God, I mean, this is not like a. It's not. It's. I, I really think one. I got all right. I got two guys right. The, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is really going to benefit from being in San Francisco. Okay. I think you're going to see a huge uptick in production from him now having weapons around him and being in. Uh being in an in a in a program that's really going to kind of cater to his strengths and I think having Debo Samuel there having George Kittle there I think that's really going to benefit um the the other guy Rich sleeper god I know it's tough I don't know I I I'm, I'm having a hard I'm trying to think like I think for me like you know, guys that have been like hitting this. You know. Ah. I know. Yeah, maybe Dak. Dak maybe Dak comes back off that injury and you know has a productive second half of the season. Because yeah. I got half an eye on the Cowboys and another and the other half of the eyes on the Giants. So okay. I think that those the the teams in the East are going to be teams that are going to all be vying for the top playoff spots. I like it. I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. 
I got Raheem Mostert okay. as, as my running back uh, sleeper. I mean, he's been great, but I think he's only going to get better. Their, their strength of schedule against running backs, like okay. the defense they oppose, are bottom ranked. So I got to take Raheem Mostert. And then I am going to go out and say DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to be a league winner. I mean, you waited that long for him to come yeah, wow. The target okay. share. I mean, you're going to get a guy who's going to get 12-plus targets a week, and he's going to find the end zone. So that's just going to be insane when he comes down for 10 catches for 115 yards and a touchdown every week. Like, I think it's going to be weekly. I think this guy is going to get a 1,000, 1,500 yards. No, not 1,500 yards. Like, 1,150 yards and, like, eight touchdowns by the time okay. the season's over because they they have nobody else wow. to throw to. Even when Hollywood comes back, even with Robbie Anderson there, I think Kyle Murray is just going to fucking feed him, which if you can get yeah. him anywhere down, oh, that's the guy I would trade for. Yeah, Except okay. Trade for him in my one league. My dad has him, and my dad's not not an idiot. So To be to be honest, which is a guy <laughs> that I didn't think about because he hasn't been playing. Yeah, and that's – you so, waited for him. He came back last week, had like 12 targets, 10 catches for 115 yards. Yeah. Like expect that every week because it's DeAndre. Most All right, take us, take us into the, sh- the end, Don. Final thoughts, Rich. What do we, what do we got going into next week? Oh, a man. Huge, huge sports. Right? It's, a, it's a busy, busy, busy sports week, right? There's something going on every night, mm-hmm. multiple things, most nights. Talk to me about where you are. Man, I'm just excited. I watched. I just wish the Phillies games came on a little earlier. God damn, they're killing me with Rough, man. how late they are. I fell asleep the other night right before, like I'm saying, right before JT Romito is a bat. I was so mad. I woke up and I'm like, "Fuck, I missed it." But I'm, you know, I'm old, man. I'm tired. <laughs> hey, listen, but, listen. That that five a.m. alarm comes mighty early. Yeah, dude. Mine's at five forty-eight, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't stay up. But uh, no, nah, man. It's a great time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. Uh, my final thought is fire Doc Rivers and blow this fucking team up because I don't care if it's early in the season. I hate what I say. I hate. P.J. Tucker addition, who I thought was going to be at least serviceable. He's not. Uh, who else we have? Montrez Harrell. Harrell, right? Montrez Harrell is the other yeah, guy we got. Oh, yeah. He fucking stinks. Why we even signed it? Like, I'm just over it. I just – the Sixers are trying to get too cute and their money is just tied up too much. It's just I'm over it. Just blow that damn team up. Fire Doc because they just look – again, last night you blow another 20-point lead. I just can't fucking do it anymore. I'm over it. But that's it. Go birds. And hey, baby. Go birds. Go Phillies. Said. 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 Well, listen, Rich, I'm, I'm going to go. I got a movie recommendation. Ooh. If you have not seen the movie, maybe next year. It's a, it's a docu-series. It's a documentary. Um, it came out in 2019. I came across it just listening to, to some random Eagles podcast. And it documents that entire Super Bowl season. Okay. But from the fan perspective. So they, they have nice. um, a handful of people that they interview throughout the season. Um, you know, there's a guy that instead of retiring and moving to Florida, built an entire edition Eagles bar on the side of his house that he opens up for every game. Um, just like super fan stuff. And, yeah. it, it, you know, you, you, of course, you start the documentary never, never knowing what the end result is. Yeah. Ultimately, only to have it be the ideal result, which is that they go to the Super Bowl and win, and then That's they awesome. have the parade. Um, it's really cool. It's a really good watch, um, and it's something that if if you're 
a Philadelphia sports fan, it's something that you can absolutely identify with. Okay. I'm going to check so, it out. Yeah, no, that's cool. Very cool. Oh, God. Everybody, oh, listen. I'm going I'm to let Joe take us out, right? It's wild. Joe's telling us it's wild down in Philly, right? Yeah. E-A-G-L-E-S. <laughs> Eagles. Joey boy. Miss you, brother. We'll get you on. We'll get you back soon, Joe. Get you back soon. And Denver takes Rich the lead. Out. You stuck around. You fucked around. You found out. Fuck Spike Eskin. Fuck Davion Taylor. Fuck Ben Simmons. I'm on fuck Doc Rivers right now. Fuck the Houston Astros and their cheating ass. I saw I saw what you're doing, Fran Blar, last night, touching your hands, throwing that filthy junk. I'm over it. The guy, over the, the guy had the illegal bat. Fuck them. Yeah, illegal bat. Fucking Malinato, you fucking jerk off. I'm over it. South Philly's finest. Me and Don repping the drunk on broad. Fuck you, Houston. Go. go, Birds. Go, Phillies. Philly, we love you. Be good. Hey, hey listen to this. Hey, hey, listen to this guy. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.